Hello and welcome to this episode of the 5Ws podcast. In this episode, we are looking at the long-awaited Disney film slash Disney Plus series, The Book of Boba Fett. Yay! Will this show live up to the great expectations we hold for it? Or will it be a crappy piece of shite like The Bad Batch? I'm Macca, and I'm here with... So let's find out. Who? The star of this show is Tamura Morrison. Yay, legend. As Yay, Bobby- bro. <laughs> what? Oh, me again. <laughs> the streaming <laughs> series, The Book of Boba Fett, which you could say is a sort of spin-off from The Mandalorian or a sort of spin-off from Return of the Jedi. Whichever suits you, and this show has both. Go nuts. Where? Set on the great Casablanca of the Star Wars universe, Tatooine. Yay! When? Well, we follow two timelines in this show. One timeline starts directly after the events in Return of the Jedi. The other starts after the events of the last episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Why? Boba Fett has always been an interesting character in the Star Wars universe. Probably the best thing to come out of the Star Wars holiday special, lol. (laughs) He was presented (laughs) as a clever and cunning warrior during his original big screen appearance in The Empire Strikes Back. His second appearance in Return of the Jedi, however, was less inspiring. As to me, he was presented as a bit of a clumsy warrior who ended up being eaten by the Sarlacc. Yawn. Since then, (laughs) he has had, he has been many... Uh, since then, there has been many portrayals of his return, especially in comic books. So with the current resurgence in Star Wars, thanks to Disney, I guess his proper canonical, C-A-N-O-N, return was <laughs> always just a matter of time. Start So first episode, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. Directed by everybody's favorite Robert Rodriguez. I can't even say it. Robert <laughs> Rodriguez. Um, did he? He directed some of the Mandalorian as well, didn't he? I think. Yeah, he he actually directed the episode where um, Boba and um, Fennec, uh, t- I guess, came and said, "I want my armor back." Uh, okay. Oh no, actually, I think no, he did- actually had his armor back then. Sorry. Oh shit! Think- he, he he did the episode where. Um, the Razor Crest got ex- got shot up, oh, okay. exploded. All right, fair enough. Yeah, well, that was where he got his armor back because he, he used star, he used um, actual Star Wars figures as his animatronics <laughs> for that episode. Seriously, 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 yeah, he I did. Believe it. I could believe it. Written by <laughs> John Favreau. As the show begins, we see Boba Fett asleep in a Bacta tank at Jabba's old palace on Tatooine. We enter the world of his dreams and revisit the past. We see his memories of growing up on the Genesis, uh, no, the cloner world. That's, that's the wrong planet, as, actually. It's um, uh, Geonosis is where Boba, where Jango Fett got killed. Uh, what's, what's the cloner planet again? Shit, I should know that. Hang on. Oh, who fucking knows? Uh, Keep going. We've, we've covered enough in Bad Batch. But that's oh, how no, memorable. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody cares. Thanks, Bad Batch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bloody what's his name is probably still sitting there. I'm waiting for them to come back. Anyway, and as a child, 
is witnessing the death of his father, Django Fett. Nice little flashbacks uh, reminding us of his past. I was waiting for Django's head to plop out of the helmet yes. like it does in some <laughs> memes. Lol. <Yes. laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Boba Fett escapes from the Sarlacc pit after being swallowed by it, only to have his Mandalorian armor stolen by Jawas, who leave him for dead. He is then captured by Tusken Raiders, and they take Boba for a nice long drag through the desert. <laughs> they take him for a little <laughs> scrape. It looked pretty feral inside the Farlak, inside, <laughs> inside the Sarlacc. Um, I, I, yeah, it looked fairly similar to the way, I, I know there's one, I think it was a comic book cover in particular. It had Boba Fett, you know, with all these sort of tentacles with spikes all around him and he's trying to fight it out, fight out with knives and all that sort of stuff. Looked fairly similar to that. Um, I don't exactly know how an Imperial Stormtrooper ended up in there as well, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I didn't know that the Imperial Stormtroopers were wired for air, apparently, as well. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe because it's really hot on the desert. I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe it was a air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, as I said, the methods of his escape from the pit do reflect how he generally escaped in the comic books. Um, I thought the Tuscan Raiders do look a little bit different to the ones from the original trilogy, but they still look really cool. I thought it was a good design. Good design work. And yeah, they, you don't they look, be, I look, visually look great, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be absolute slaves to the source material as long as, you know, you can tell what it is. That's all that really matters. So, yeah. Tied up in their campsite, the Tuscan Raiders are happy for their children to use Bob as a punching bag. He wakes up at night, tied up with a red Greedo as a fellow prisoner to keep him company. He plays around with the Raiders doggy for a while <laughs> Boba attempts an escape fending off the Tuscans guarding doggy but is defeated by one of their own leaders in close combat of course when Macca says doggy he's not being exactly accurate there I don't know who wrote this script but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a sort of dog like creature I've, I've got a vague memory of seeing something like that before somewhere I don't know maybe it just looks like something from the Mandalorian or um, something like that. You know, it would have been funny. Not not only if they had have let the um, not if they had not only let the Tuscan Raider younglings <laughs> use him as a punching bag. Maybe they should have dangled him <laughs> and used him as a pinata as well. That would have looked good. <laughs> Keep hitting Bobby. You never know what will come out. <laughs> um, a good use of the <laughs> dream sequence concept. More to come on that. Um, I do like how they are expanding. Some of George Lucas's ideas here. I'm sure that the Tuscan Warriors were only ever meant to be a convenient heavy on Tatooine in the original films. But through this and other things, uh, uh, we are starting to see more of their culture and the like, making them much more so like making them a much more three-dimensional yeah. society and generally interesting. We got a bit of it in um, Attack of the Clones, a second prequel film as well. Well, but this was just a really nice look at how these creatures survive in the desert and all that sort of stuff. Still haven't gotten to see their real faces, though, man. I'm disappointed. <laughs> okay. Berber is awoken from his back to dream by Fennec Shan. He's number two. It's several years later, and Fett and Fennec have taken control of the Hutt's criminal empire on Tatooine after killing Jabba's successor, Bib Fortuna. We get a nice little sequence where Boba dons his new armor and then, with Fennec, starts to receive tribute some offer him tribute quite willingly while others seem to want to drag their heels signaling problems in the future yeah i thought that 
sequence has done fairly well. Did you, uh, I know I was probably in that article you sent me today. Did you recognize that droid? That was one of um, the droids we saw in Jabba's palace yes. back in yeah. the day. So I don't know. I'd somehow doubt it's exactly the same model, but it was just interesting. No, it's, it's, it's supposed to be, I, I saw a thing prior to us recording this. Uh, it's supposed to be the actual, the, the one that sort of, I guess, burnt dr- Gronk's uh, feet. Yep, that's it. Yeah, uh, yep. back in Jabba's <laughs> palace. Um, yep. Except this one, they they got the great Mark Barry from um, what great, we do in the shadows. The IT crowd. Yeah, and from what we do in the shadows, and who's we all know as Jackie Dotin Daytona, human <laughs> bartender <laughs> from that. Um, yeah, but I, I like when, when we heard the when I heard the voice um, watching it last time. I said, "I know that voice. I know that voice. Who is it? Who is it?" Oh, okay, I, yeah, obviously enough. looked it up later and found out it was him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, um, interesting that a lot of his subjects, uh, Bob's subjects, are referring to him as a daimyo, which is a Japanese word used to describe great lords. I like it, and it's certainly giving it that feudal Japan sort of feel, which I can, t- which I can tell they're mm. going for because it was, it was a big feudal Japanese expression. But <laughs> I, I don't know, it's, it's just interesting. It's the sort of word that I think George Lucas probably once would have avoided, but whatever, you know, he's, he's, not, he's not calling the shots anymore, so who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bob seems to be walking the line between badass and ruthless. So, uh, you know, as he says later on, he says he wants to be respected rather than feared. So it's going to be interesting to see where things are going to go in the future because Fennec, Fennec is standing there saying, oh, we've got to be tougher on these guys. We've got to be tougher. And Bob is like, no, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll try and do it, be a bit more generous. And so is Fennec going to be right? Only time will tell. After receiving some tributes, they visit the sanctuary, a cantina on Moss Espa run by Garza Whip. Garza Whip is Jennifer Beale. Looking pretty good for 58. Uh, I imagine we'll see more of her character <laughs> in the future because you don't hire Jennifer Beale just for one freaking set of lines. So, yeah, anyway. After collecting a tribute payment from FWIP, Fett and Shan are ambushed by assassins. They attempt to fight them off, but Fett is wounded and escorted by his bodyguards back to his palace while Shan pursues the fleeing assailants. That bit was done well. Um, the attempted assassins really did have Fett and Shand on the back foot for a while. I thought they um, oh, yeah. it wasn't a very easy victory for them. You'd normally expect it to be. No. Um, Fennec knows how to scale a wall very nicely. And it's nice to see Bobber using his wrist missile launcher to absolutely blow an assassin apart. <laughs> nice. No pew-pew stun yes. guns here. <laughs> we're, no. we're playing, for, playing for keeps and oh, please, please God, let them keep playing for keeps. It's just because, you know, it wasn't, you know, you didn't see arms and limbs flying everywhere and all that sort of stuff, but it, it was just done really mm. well. I, I like the way that. Good uh, to see the parkour, parkour bits in it. Yeah, exactly. That was really good. I, I just like it. How, how he just, um, called out for her when she was starting to chase him and chase them. And all, all he had to say to that all was alive. <laughs> and then he wants prison. Yeah, I keep him alive. <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. So yeah, really enjoyed that. The Gamorian guards who really need to wear more clothes. Yuck. Put Boba <laughs> back in his back to tank and the dream resumes. Back in his dreams of the past. Fett and Red Greedo are led around by the Tuscan youth who eventually has them digging up water for him. 
Red Greedo stupidly digs up a desert monster, a large sand creature. I could see that coming a mile off. As soon as like, you could see the shape of what he was digging, he's like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Stupid Red Greedo <laughs> gets himself killed. Uh, you would think it would have oh, some mate. sort of idea of what Because I think we've only ever seen, what are they, Rodians, whatever it is. I think we've only ever seen them on Tatooine. So are they freaking indigenous or just a lot of them are there, but just don't have the faintest idea of where they are. Uh, I don't know. It was, just, it was just a bit ridiculous in some ways, but it's still good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely never want to see a Gamorrean guard nipple ever again in my life. So <laughs> that was a bit much. Oh my god, you can see why Lucas had them covered up. Yeah. Well, they, they looked more organic. They looked more organic than the Lucas versions back from Return of the Jedi. Mm, mm. It was like ugh, cover up, guys. Anyway, a large sand creature emerges and kills the Rodian, but while chasing the Tuscan child guard, Fett kills it. The child returns with the head of the creature and a Tuscan leader offers Fett some water. I, I really like that little bit, just the whole, you know, I'm going to kill it, but I'll let the kid claim victory and all that sort of stuff. And um, the Tuscan warrior, you know, offers him a drink. And so, yay, Bob is going to become a Tuscan. <laughs> I, I guess we'll have to wait and see where this is going. And, and this raises the other question. I'll, I'll get to that later. Anyway. And and Okay, I've got some general comments here. So this series had an interesting challenge right from the start, and they did uh, and they did address it. So fans are very eager to know how Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit. Uh, he was left trapped in during Return of the Jedi. Fans also want to know what he was up to following the events of the final episode of the second season of The Mandalorian. So what should we follow? Um, so the creators <laughs> use the plot device of having Bo- Boba, Bo- I say Boba, I don't say Boba. Anyway, having Boba's back to tank dreams, filling us in with what happened after Return of the Jedi and the reality of the show uh, that is the present day adventures he's involved in. I thought that was a really good compromise and a really good plot device. Um, cause yeah, it, it just a really good way of balancing it out. I've, I haven't seen it done in too many other shows. The only other one I can think of recently was the uh, drama series I watched recently. You heard me talk about dope sick watching that. And, um, that's, that series had you following about four different timelines at once. It's like, Whoa. So, <laughs> so really good the way <laughs> they did it. And this wasn't it. Oh yeah. Like, so like, just yeah, from the opening of him, you know, wait, being in there and and just yeah, yeah, it's a, like you, you finally sort of got to see how he got out. I mean, everyone people sort of where, how did the stormtrooper get in there? Yeah, and I saw one thing saying um, that Boba might have chucked him in there in the past when a stormtrooper came a knocking, and Ooh, another right. one yeah. might have um, said that he was just wandering around and <laughs> probably fell in. <laughs> Maybe he was looking when he was look when they were looking for Arthur yeah. and Tripio in. Is in this the, the droid we're looking for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is possible. So the, the one thing they didn't really emphasize, but I I, I think it must have been it, it, it I think it was accounting for how scarred up he was at the start 
that the, it must have been sort of like a bit acidic, the environment he was in. He was certainly having trouble breathing inside the sack yeah, and yeah. that sort of thing. So not, not acidic enough to melt his clothes, but certainly acidic enough to burn him, which which does still make some kind of sense, I guess. Well, I think that's what, how, how we saw his armour, the paint sort of paint stripper, mm. I guess, mm. <laughs> kind of mm. was. Um... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and and are we going to get the story now? I don't think we do need the story of how the jailer's taking his armor and it ended up with the other guy. I don't think we need to see that because I think yeah. that's kind of explained. So, yeah, pretty much the same format as The Mandalorian, right down to the chapter titles for episodes and the like. I had no problems with that. No. Yeah, but, you know, if, if, you've, good. if you found a good model, just keep with it. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was nice to see Boba back in pants, lol. Um, the skirt thing just didn't really suit him. And I'm not saying this in any bullshit androgynous or woke thing. I, I just think, yeah, he needs to have his pants on. <laughs> and I like the updated nature of the costume. Makes sense. Um, as nice as it would be to see him in the exact old costume, updating it. Yeah, whatever, fine. It looks good. I, I like the black sort of um, bits filling in and black, black skivvy and all that sort of stuff. And I really liked the sequence of where they're putting all the gear on him and all that sort of stuff. That was really cool. No, that was so, cool. Yeah. 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 Probably my main quibble with this show is that Tatooine is a little bit too clean for me, especially in the town. Uh, I think, hang on, what was that? That was, sorry, I'm just quickly scrolling back. What was the I'll, town I'll called? Say, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anyone we'd been to before. I know that. And I, I guess you could argue. Maybe no, we have we have we have been there. Have we? With we, have, we have been there. Yeah. yeah, that's where Anakin. That's where Anakin was. We found Anakin. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. So that that to me that's sort of the more I guess nicer city part of Tatooine. Why Mos Eisley is the grungy uh, city in A New Hope. It's like more of an uh, an outpost is is um Moss Eisley, but was this is what oh, where is it? Where is your text? Moss Espa, Moss Espa, Moss Espa. So Moss yeah. Espa is is the sort of the night like probably Sydney, where maybe um, yeah, maybe Moss Eisley is more Wollongong, maybe. <laughs> oh, don't pick on the gong, don't say. Or Newcastle or something. You know, you know what I mean. But it's, it's, Oh my god, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Or Campbelltown, uh, I don't know. That's better. Campbelltown or or Mounty Druid. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I, I will say a few Star Wars productions have had quite the original grittiness of the orig original trilogy. Apart from Rogue One, I think they deliberately tried to make that really gritty. It would be nice to see things shambolic like they should be, and following the original Star Wars appearance aesthetic a little bit more i know a lot of the shows have been a bit off course with that sort of thing um and it, to me it was always the, the the attraction of the original trilogy and and a lot of people observed at the time everything had that worn in sort of look rather than everything being spick and span and shiny and all that sort of stuff and yeah yeah i'm sure there can be geographical differences and all that sort of stuff but yeah okay maybe we'll see next point <laughs> I, I think they need to coax a little bit more emotion out of Boba and Fennec, they're just a little bit too icy at this stage. Maybe that'll change. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I but you're sort of like, like they probably sort of, oh, we've taken over the hut. Well, Jab, Jabba's 
uh, part of the hut Hatties, um yeah, part yeah. of the you know mafia. <laughs> yeah. And, but they're probably going, oh, okay, we didn't think it would be that easy. Uh, now what do we do? <laughs> oh, we'll just go pay respects to you know some other people, yeah. and you know, we'll, you know, got to be cautious. <laughs> I, I like how he referred to her as Master of Assassins. I think that's out of yes. tune, but I, th- I think it could be out of something else as well. But a yeah, very, very cool title for her. So really good there. So yeah, maybe it'll change. I don't know. So also the very ominous line, we, you know, we really need a protocol droid. And it's like, oh, there's a future plot line <laughs> if you ever needed one for an episode yes. and, and a potential new <laughs> character as well. And that sort of thing. Can they, can oh, they Anthony find Anthony Daniels is looking for a gig, isn't he? Oh, Anthony God. Daniels is looking for a gig, isn't he? A hundred, isn't he? I don't know. Um, I, 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 I think... Oh, the voice. He could do a voice. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think he's been in the costume for quite some time. I really doubt he... But he certainly wasn't in it in... Um, the prequel trilogy because C-3PO was pretty much all CG. And uh, I, I bet even for the sequel trilogy, I bet that wasn't him in it. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, that, but that would be the sort of path to go down. Like I say, find something a bit like 3PO, but not exactly the same. So I, I just... Well, I thought, sorry, I thought the droid that Matt Berry voiced was a, like a protocol droid. I mean, he was introducing everybody. Why, why couldn't he sort yeah, of have well, a translator chip put in well, or something like that? I think it's... I think it's. Bit, I think with all the billions of languages in the universe in the Star Wars universe, I think it's more than just having a chip. So <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it does need to be a very specific droid for that task. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But like I said, <laughs> I, I can see that being something in the future. Those guys with the shields really had Bubba and Fennec pinned down for a while. Like I said, time for a weapons upgrade, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's something. It's like you got to think Boba Fett's weapons are a bit out of date and that sort of stuff so I, yeah. I, I, and and considering what we saw some of the uh, mandalorians wearing you know heavy armor mandalorian and all that sort of stuff i think there's certainly scope for um an upgrade in the future we'll just have to wait well, and see. And he needs he needs he needs mando's um the robins thing <laughs> Instead yeah, of the yeah, missile yeah. thing, he needs yeah. he needs the Robins thing that is far as far as often. Yeah, he'll, they'll true. take them all out. Yeah, that, that would work. That's certainly what he needs. And and once again, though, those shields are, are for me. That was a bit like, gee, we haven't really seen shields like that in Star Wars before. <laughs> Maybe it's a technological innovation. I don't know. Uh, the Gungans um, haven't, didn't they? Um, yeah, but they had a big, huge shield generator and all that sort of stuff, not just mm, little mm. things in their hands. And, and you certainly had the um, attack droids that um, the uh, trade syndicate, whatever it was, had with their portable shields as well. But it all looked very different to what those guys are waving around. Um, and they I, I unfortunately different. saw, sorry, I unfortunately saw, uh, and like I said, I saw a little thing on YouTube. Someone, uh, I, I groaned when I heard it, and you're probably, I'm, I'm waiting for you to groan. Oh, their shields are red. That must mean they're Sith. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, they were orange rather than red. I'll go for that for starters. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, but I'm just like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice little cameo. I don't know if you saw it. I mentioned it on the thing by the um, Boston Tech Robot Dogs. I was sitting there. It's like, hang on. That, that's That's... That's Earth technology. <laughs> so what's that doing in Star Wars? Who said it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? We're only developing those things now. Um, I wonder if that was their first, te- first appearance in fictional media. I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out as well. 
Um, I thought you were going to say the cameo by Robert Rodriguez. What was his cameo? He was Doc Strazzy. He was the um, the boss type character who had the Wookiee pelt. I don't know if it was him under the mask, but it was, he's, he's been named as as um, an IMDb oh, okay. as that character. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess all the directors uh, have to have a role in it. Come on. Yeah, true. <laughs> in, in in one of the Star Wars. I mean, I saw a thing the other day. Filoni actually has a black label Star Wars figure. <laughs> I was like, what? Because he was the X-Wing pilot in um, Mando when he was with um, Kim's convenience guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Fair enough. So all the directors get a get a role. Or there was another one of it of, of the, the guys who shot up when Mando went um, to break the um, Twilight guy out of out of the, oh, yeah. the rebel prison. Yeah. All the X-wing pilots for that were all the all the directors from the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just sorry. I'm just putting up a link. Getting distracted. Okay. <laughs> Back to what we're doing. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. So okay. Next point. Uh, we still need to find out what happened to Boba Fett's starship <laughs> as well. Where is that stashed away? He said. You know. He said to Red Greedo, "I could get you to." Could have got you to anchor head mm. and we could have gone off world. So maybe that's where he's got his ship. Yeah, stashed. I reckon but, that's there. But, yeah. Um, once again, that's probably going to be an episode in itself, just getting that back. Cause you know, if he's left that sitting somewhere for too long, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to nick it or do something with it or something, something like that. Since he seems to have lost everything else. So <laughs> where's my starship? I, I noticed, I noticed he's now missing from the IMDB hmm. cast. Young Bobber uh, is supposedly in this. Oh. So Young Bobber, who saw Django's head, picked up Django's yeah. head or yeah. Django's helmet, and, and was advocating um, to take up the role, take up Boba Fett's thing. Yeah, yeah. He wanted. He yeah, wanted supposedly he's going to be in this, so he might have. Um, I mean, I I still want to know how he became Boba Fett. I mean, we all know. Okay, in name he is Boba Fett, but how he became Boba Fett, the bounty hunter. So I'm hoping we get to see, you know, a little bit of that sort of storyline where, you know, because yeah. now the, he's probably about, oh, probably in his late 20s, early 30s or something now. And that's yeah. the perfect age for, you know, finding out about well, you know, Boba and how, you know. He, he He's actually the age that Boba Fett should probably be in the series. Let's be honest. There's a bit of sort of like, yeah. um, you know, there's that issue as well because um, the time between, and the time between Return of the Jedi and where we are now is only about two or three years. And the time between um, his last appearance in Attack of the Clones and now is only just over 20 years. So it, mm. it can, in canon, he should be a much younger man. Oh, no. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But, yeah, then, you know, it's not like that. Oh, no, no. It's not like I could get Jeremy Bullock back to do it or anything like that. That's impossible. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could dig him up. Uh, and and even um, <laughs> even the guy who um, did the original voice has passed away as well. So, mm. which which is really weird for something like this, where so many other Star Wars people are still alive. But anyway, yeah. So I, I reckon they're getting his ship back. That'll that'll probably tie into the uh, that'll have to tie into. Um, yeah, it has to. Yeah. yeah, how you know how 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 Boba Fett got his groove back? <laughs> that's what we that's what we should call the prequel. <laughs> how Fett got his groove back. <laughs> Uh, so any more plot points or story points or anything like that you want to bring up at this stage no i just yeah i just i just really enjoyed it i I loved 
it's, it had that still had that spaghetti western which come on it's rodriguez yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, the thing I, I sort of little thing I saw on YouTube, but pretty much sort of showed it wasn't sort of a shot for shot, but they showed some sort of old spaghetti western sort of thing, and it was the shot, you know, of this cowboy tied up to a post in the desert. Yeah. And yeah. hello, how do we see Bobber tied up to a post in the yeah. desert? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, it, I mean, we know Rodriguez loves these cowboys yeah. and stuff. So like, yeah, it. You, you I mean, I've seen some other people bag the shit out of this and it's like, come on, guys, it's the really? first episode. Oh, for God's sake. It is going to be like a Western, it, you know, like yeah. it's probably guys who love the Clone Wars. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sort of crowd. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this Boba Fett. I only like the one that appeared in the Bad Batch or some shit like that, even though he wasn't fucking in it. Who I want to see Cody. <laughs> oh, where's Cody? I, I want to see Cad Bane. Cad Bane has to be in this series. Cad Bane must be in it. And all that sort of crap. I hope he is in it and he gets blasted by Boba. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. The the one thing that was missing, one, one thing that was missing, um, in in most of the I, I, I like I like the rendering of Tatooine in this. It looked you know pretty sandy and pretty horrible, especially out in the desert. I'd like to know where they filmed that. The one thing I would have liked to have seen would have been just something for atmosphere, like when he um, escaped that first time they caught up with him and he had the fight. That should have happened in the middle of a sandstorm or something. You know what I mean? It just needed that sort of <laughs> atmosphere because Tatooine's looking too hospitable otherwise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I assume the Tusken Raiders wear all that gear to keep the freaking sandstorms off them. So I, I don't yes. know. We'll just have to wait and see. Maybe we are going to see Boba turn into a Tusken for a while. Or maybe the kid's going to be his... Um, going to be his um baby yoda or something like that maybe maybe the tribe's going to be wiped out and only the kid's going to survive or something like that it could happen it, it'd make sense why not so yeah, maybe it's amiga hmm? maybe it's amiga oh. <laughs> oh no 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 now we know her amiga is she's still stuffed inside gronk <laughs> wherever gronk is <laughs> <laughs> oh god i've already seen some people oh amiga should turn up in this series like fuck off but yeah uh, uh, who who would you cast as amiga well let's let's cast the voice actress that'd really be a head fuck for the fucking fans yes <laughs> um, okay overall quite enjoyable it will be interesting to see where this series goes during its seven episode run um the episode itself ran for about 35 minutes excluding closing credits so I, I once again that they can make these things as short or as long as they want just for me it's fine you know there was no filler in this so that was mm. good so and, and as long as they avoid filler like unlike the bird batch uh, i've got no <laughs> problems with it at all um yeah so yeah as long as it keeps going so four out of five from me i would have given it more if it was clear clearer where this series is going because I'm, I'm still looking at it, it's like where are we going to go, guys? Really? You know what I mean? It's, it's like we still need some sort of direction. And are we going to continue with the half flashback, half present day format? You know, I, th what I, mean? I think, yeah, I think it, for, for until we sort of get the clear story of, I guess, because what? It's supposed to be like five years after Jedi, isn't it? Mandalorian. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's five a lot to years. Well, what's yeah. I mean? It's taken him five years to get his armor back. Yeah. So they what what did he what's he been doing for five years? As you said, that you probably wandered around with the, the Tuscan yeah. Raiders. 
yeah learnt learnt their skills sort of you know yeah with, with obviously he, he took up arms with uh, whatever the sort of the Tuscan Raiders staff thing is that yeah also cleans the teeth of the um, happy sticks whatever it is yeah 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, but, but yeah I, I think I think yeah yeah I I think next episode you could probably I, I think I think now they've established the format. I think something like next episode, you could probably nearly do the whole thing as a back to sort of dream. It probably wouldn't be ideal, but uh, like I say, I'm just going to be really interested to see, to see how well they can, if they're going to keep this format, how well can you maintain it over the other six episodes? You know what I mean? It's because, because while yeah. it's good, it, it's still kind of carving your story time each episode. So, you know, are they, are they going to eventually focus on the past or the present, or are they just going to continue? Whatever. Like I say, it, I, I'm just concerned it could in the future make things difficult for decent storytelling, but I'm happy to wait and see how they go. I'm sure they've got it all worked out in a reasonable way. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I, I'm thinking like we, we've got to find out who the guys with the red shields are. And I'm sort oh, of yeah, thinking, because yeah. a little thing I saw earlier today, is it associated with, was it red crimson? So is it Darth oh, Maul? Yeah. But I think Darth oh. Maul is dead by that stage or I something but maybe Khaleesi it, established. it, it hasn't it's been still established around? I don't think I don't know I, I really don't think it's been established I, I think an older Obi-Wan did a count of Darth Maul in one of the animated shows and maybe Darth Maul died then but I don't know and, and how how much do you have to follow that freaking canon I don't know that would be cool actually you're thinking about that that would be good as a villain um, but he's still a Sith and you'd think that um, Luke would be focused, somebody like Luke, Luke Skywalker would be focused on dealing with the Sith. But um, mm. yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. So, what would you give it? Yeah, I give it four, four. And I mean, like, it, it, I wanted the next episode straight away. But I think, oh, it's, yeah, as you yeah. said, it's sort of, I, I want to know where it's going. I want to know, like, now, <laughs> sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I, all yeah. the speculation is it's still fun to speculate. But, like, as yeah. I said, that one that where this person said, oh, that red shields means that it might be, they might oh, be Sith. And I was like, yeah. oh, come on, dude. Oh, like, geez. Really? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just sort of like, I didn't realize it went for 35 minutes. I thought, because I thought we were going to get, you know, not a movie length episode, but like a decent like introduction episode. Yeah, well, yeah, like it, it just, not, yeah. I didn't even notice what, what, how long it went. Yeah. yeah and I know this, sometimes this is one of the areas where it probably Disney, would have benefited from sorry. more screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know with one thing with Disney, they usually do sometimes with when they premiere a series, they do a double episode. Yeah. But um, obviously, obviously not with this. <laughs> no, no, no. We, I think the first bad batch. Keep the suckers coming back next week. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And, and of course, they got the ultimate excuse why they didn't make as much as they could have COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, true. They, they've got the ultimate excuse. We couldn't do any more of this COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> just the way it gets used these days. So, yeah. So, yeah. And well, it's only a week, only a week till the next one. So, this will keep us going through the Christmas holidays, the rest of the Christmas holidays, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, that, that's going to be good to watch. So, looking forward to it, looking forward to enjoying it. And we'll just see how it goes from here. So, oh, and a um, big shout out to Ming Na as well. She was really good. Um, I didn't mention yeah, her by fantastic. name before. She, she's a great actress in the role. Um, I, I think she's one of the Joy Luck Club because <laughs> they're, they're just everywhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, she, she does a really good job in this. Um, wasn't she? 
didn't Boba save her by making her part robot or something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah, in in Mandalorian, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, that's now look yeah. like I, Luke, part robot, part well, android, whatever you want. It, to call it, it. It's, it's hard to keep track of because you know she's rocked up in two TV series this year. So you know this and Bad Batch. So and, and in different mm. timelines. So that that presents another thing. It's like I'm going to try and keep track of what's going on with these characters with about. With about 50 years between that. Oh, that's another one. She's she <laughs> she's hasn't aged. No, she hasn't <laughs> aged at all. So unless she was much younger, uh, I don't know. Don't, don't and they that. and they know each other and they know each other. So that, that's what I'm saying. I, I mm, want to see mm. a young Boba, yeah, maybe meet her somewhere. Maybe got trained by her for, for like obviously she's yeah. a good sniper shot. So maybe he got some sniper training from that. Because I've noticed one thing I sort of was a bit had not saying I had a bit of a giggle. But like he was, I know, I know he he's still sort of healing, and but he sort yeah. of the way he sort of got his ass handed to him a couple of times when he didn't have his armor or his yeah. arms, yeah. Uh, like armaments. So like you can sort of see he's obviously relied a lot on his weapons yeah, other than point. his yeah. actual natural fighting skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also in the Mandalorian, didn't he also talk about um, drugs or drug use or something like that at one point? He. He said something at one point. I'll have to look it up to imply p- poor performance in the past mm. as well. So I, I assume fighting performance and not that sort of performance. But um... oh, I just mean the way he, <laughs> way Han, Han Solo said, "Baba, where, where, where?" <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, I guess they also have to account for the fact why you know, even though he did have the armor back on um, when he turned up in in the Mandalorian, he he was fucking kick ass in that. So, <laughs> mm. so I don't know. I don't know how they're going to account for these things. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I, I, I still see the potential for weapons upgrades and armor upgrades and more toys and all yeah. that sort of stuff as well. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. So thanks for listening, everybody. You got any other points? Are we done? No, I think we're done. Okay. Can't wait till next week. Can't wait till <laughs> next week. And oh, oh, I forgot to mention this. I can't. I, you know. Uh, just really important to take note of that there was also a cameo by Max Rebo. So, oh yes, yes. Yeah, Which very, very, I sort of I'm, still I'm, not sure how he escaped, but <laughs> <laughs> he, they, they, there's a photo of him in this. He looks a lot more vinyl now. So <laughs> maybe he's not the foam <laughs> puppet anymore. Maybe he's more. Maybe he's more vinyl. Maybe maybe that's how he survived. Who knows? Maybe he was scarred. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, a lot of things seem to escape that sail barge. But whatever. Okay. Well, thanks for yes. listening, everybody, <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you in a week's time in the next episode. Catch you later. Bye-bye.